Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's John Kurtz. Check out the Faithful to Our Colors podcast on the 435 Podcast Network for everything K-State. You'll get my take on K-State football and basketball, plus hear regularly from Chris Kleiman, Bruce Weber, Gene Taylor, Skylar Thompson, and more. Download each episode now on the Radio.com app. God, I'm glad you're back. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome back into the Force to Punt podcast. This is the most fun I'm going to have all day. I promise you that. Hey, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> week 13, pretty much in the books. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are recording this on Monday, so we still have a Monday night football game. Dynamite matchup. To be played. That could have devastating <laughs> yeah. implications on your on your fantasy season. In uh, one league that I am in, here we go. I have already clinched a first round bye, yep. whether I win or lose. But I am up by sixteen right now. He's got Russell Wilson and the Seahawks defense. Oh, you're screwed. I've got Dalvin Cook. Mm. If he winds up beating me, and the other team that has potential to clinch a first round bye loses, they've got Tyler Lockett. They're down by like ten points. If they lose that game and he beats me. He takes over as the number two seed and gets the bye. My other friend loses his bye. Devastating implications. We've also got a win and in game that's mm. within six points, and they each have a player going tonight. I'm going to be locked in to Monday Night Football tonight. Absolutely can't wait. Just devastating fantasy yeah. implications around the NFL because there's there's huge st- there's stars playing in this game. Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Carson Penny. Yes, like there is legitimate stars in tonight's Monday night game. And we're not going to spend a bunch of time talking about this because you probably won't listen to this until tomorrow. So we'll know what happens in that game. No Adam Thielen. But Adam Thielen is out. Um, I think it's precautionary. I think he's ready next week. Jacob Hollister, Kyle Rudolph has just been incredible lately. Despite my hatred for him, he's just got like five touchdowns in the last four games. I'm just pissed that Will Disley's gone. I got so nice gone for like ten weeks. I don't care. I'm so pissed about it. I got lucky on the waiver wire and found this cat. Then he goes out, and now Jacob Hollister's taking all the money away from Will Disley. But I don't know. Um, you want to talk about that DeAndre Hopkins thing that's going on? Because it's kind of affected my league. By the way, uh, nineteen and five the last two years. My fantasy league got a first round buy this week. Uh, going into the second round next week, we're ahead of everybody else. We're like Kansas State football. Uh, when it comes to high school, not the actual college, just like high school football. We're always a weekend ahead of everybody just because we don't want to mess around with the Week 16 either. But, boy, that DeAndre Hopkins thing really kind of helped one guy in our league because so, they called it a pass. So I tweeted this out last night. So this in the one matchup that in – well, I've got, I've got a couple of these matchups in other leagues, but in this p- particular league, this matchup, which is a 
win and in game for both of these teams. The other one is done for the year, whoever wins. Mm-hmm. It's right now they each have significant players going tonight. I think it's a six-point game, and he had DeAndre Hopkins last night. Now, that play design, the DeAndre Hopkins option to Deshaun Watson, which they actually, Bill O'Brien said today, that those two players drew that play up and gave it to him on a on a napkin on Saturday, and he said, okay, we'll try it during and the game. And they both got murdered on that play. Yeah, and so... <laughs> of course he was okay with it. So it was like, yeah, designed it as a, a an option to Deshaun Watson from DeAndre Hopkins, so it was supposed to be a lateral, which, you know, if, if he does actually lateral that ball successfully and Deshaun Watson gets into the end zone, it's just a rushing touchdown for Deshaun Watson, nothing for DeAndre Hopkins, but he got blown up right when he tried to pitch the ball and wind up, it wound up being flicked forward instead of backwards. Yeah. And so because it went forward, it was called a touchdown pass from DeAndre Hopkins to Deshaun Watson. Damn. And that swing is the difference in this game right now. Going into Monday night, that could eliminate that guy from the playoffs. A matter We're talking about a matter of inches in direction could ruin your entire fantasy season that in this league we spend a lot of money on like we, it's yeah. like a hundred dollar buy-in you charge five dollars for waiver moves we're talking about you know at least a couple hundred if not more that you've spent this season to invest in this league is just completely out the window yeah because deandre hopkins got blown up trying to lateral the ball and flicked it god forward. he did like a 180 in the air too and then Deshaun kind of got, I mean, he did the dive to the pylon, but he still got kind of rocked there, too. That looked like a napkin play. Yeah. Bill O'Brien said this morning that they drew it up on a napkin and gave it to him. And, (laughs) of course, Bill O'Brien, being the wonderful head coach he is, all right, yeah, let's try it. Like, Could you imagine if if Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill went to Andy Reid and was like, hey, check this play out. We came up with it like a uh, dinner the other night. Yeah, no, that's all right. We're not going to do that play. But, you know, when you're Bill O'Brien and you suck, uh, you'll do whatever you can. So we do have, there are some waivers that could still, you know, have implications for you in your, in your fantasy postseason. There's going to be some guys that you're going to want to pick up. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. But before we do that, every year around this time of year, is when I kind of start to transition my focus into my thinking of next year's fantasy season. I I don't think there's ever too early of a time to start making that transition and start focusing in on, you know, guys that are ascending stars this year that you got at value that you're not going to get at value next. Like last year, a big guy like that was Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Uh, You know, he had an incredible season last year. Had well over a thousand yards, was fantastic with Big Ben and and Antonio Brown. Obviously, that hasn't been the case. Like that cat that season catapulted Juju Smith Schuster into a late first round, early second round pick in this year's draft. And obviously yeah. that's blown up in a lot of people's faces. Losing your quarterback certainly doesn't help. Yeah. And the example this year would probably be Chris Godwin. Like you're not gonna find that guy where you found him this year. No, and and he was a guy that was rising up a ton of people's boards. He was, you know, like a in most drafts, he was probably going like third round, but yeah. he was kind of it was kind of fluctuating depending on the league you're in and how yeah. much faith. Like I, I, I do think that even with fantasy football, there's still people who have no idea who Chris Godwin is. Like at least headed in those drafts. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> but so like Dalvin Cook, I got in the second round this year. Dalvin Cook is a lock, like top five pick next season for sure. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the guaranteed number one overall pick. Yep. Saquon Barkley probably still going to go top five, despite the fact that he's been a major letdown this season, and a lot yep. of that has to do with injuries. But even with the even since coming back from injury, he hasn't really been all that productive. You think Lamar Jackson would go above Mahomes next year? Like almost yes. guaranteed, yes, yeah, right? I think yeah, so. yeah, for sure. He could be a first round um, pick next year. Well, obviously. and so like, it's so frustrating living in Kansas City and <laughs> having Chiefs fans in your fantasy Kelsey drafts Mahomes, because yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen everywhere. Like I got everywhere you go. Last year, I won my league and I got Mahomes in I think like the ninth or tenth round. Yeah, like after what happened last season, going into the following season, I was like, I'm never going to have him as my fantasy quarterback ever again. Nope, because I play with a bunch of Chiefs fans, and everyone is going to do something stupid. Like there's there's this one dude in our league who is a huge huge Packers fan. Yeah, for like five years in a row, Rogers. he wound up with the top five pick and took Aaron Rodgers every time. And every every season his team was garbage. Because he kept taking Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has a couple of those like collarbone seasons in there where he didn't do anything. Or knee seasons. Yeah. And so there's guys that I want to focus on as guys that I'm willing to spend up big, that I'm willing to buy into the hype, and guys that I'm not. Like When it comes to quarterbacks, yes, Lamar Jackson's absolutely amazing. I think that the Ravens are should be the model organization around the NFL in terms of it's not about, you know, it's not about overdrafting players just because we like, you know, this guy's a pocket passer or something like that. It's we just want to accumulate as much talent as possible and we've got Figure a coaching staff yeah. that can adapt to whatever we have. Yeah, because Harbaugh has that guy that he has that he's hired out of college yeah, who just basically the, tells you what to do. They are the most analytical franchise yeah. in the NFL right now and it is obviously translating to success for them. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson, everybody who, oh, he should have switched to wide receiver or whatever. Lamar Jackson improved more as a passer this season than I think anybody could have imagined. 100%. Like, he always had the big arm in college, but he had the accuracy issues and stuff like that. He has been an incredibly efficient passer. He doesn't have to throw the ball a bunch because of his legs, but he's been an incredibly efficient passer, and he has looked like what we all thought Robert Griffin was going to be before Robert Griffin was just, his career was basically cut short because of injuries. Right. And he got gun like, shy. Lamar Jackson, I think, should still be the top quarterback off the board next year. But like most Chiefs fans in my league, I think Patrick Mahomes will probably be that guy. Yep. Most standard leagues, if you're not listening in Kansas City, Lamar Jackson should be that top guy. But I'm still not willing to take him prior to like round three. It's Somebody's just, always yeah. going to take him you know, round two or something ridiculous and like round one. there's just always guys you're going to have. And that's the thing about fantasy, that once you realize it and you figure it out, once you can get the concept of volume, that's where you're going to figure it out. Like, yes, Lamar Jackson is going to be great. Patrick Mahomes is going to put up numbers. But you don't know consistently that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson will put up those types of numbers game in and game out. And I know that he's kind of an anomaly when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, but we can use Dalvin Cook and we can use weeks one through seven Marlon Mack. Those guys are going to get opportunities game in and game out no matter what the score is. No matter who they play, the ball is going to be put in their hands. Whereas, like, Mahomes is going to play teams like Denver that are going to have a sneaky good defense, and he's not going to be able to put up numbers like he can against Oakland. But when guys like Dalvin Cook play the Chiefs, yeah, they have a down game, and they're still losing half the game. 
They're still going to get the ball. They're still going to get two carries every three plays. That's just the way things go. And once you realize that, you're there. And something that I've prided myself in in fantasy football. Like Aaron Jones is his pick next year. You know, you have to get you have to you have to hit those years. You have to hit yeah. the special years of those players because it's so hard to be consistent year in and year out. Like McCaffrey's Christian going McCaffrey has been absolutely incredible. I don't know that Christian McCaffrey, because history would tell us that running backs tend to trend downwards once they hit their peak. Yeah. Now he's still very young. Like, if he continues his pace, he's going to shatter running back records. And we're not saying that he's going to put up 1,000 and 1,000 every year. I still think Christian McCaffrey should be your number one overall pick next season. Without a doubt. But, like, Todd Gurley, we saw Todd Gurley had two absolutely incredible fantasy seasons. And now Todd Gurley has just spiraled out of control. Now, granted, he did have a nice game this week. He's starting to, like, get the bell cow type of work again. Yeah. But if that's going to be the case moving forward for Todd Gurley with the Rams, like we're gonna we're gonna wait and t- to get him a number one running back's worth of touches until week twelve. Yeah, you don't take that guy in the top two. Yeah, rounds. like and if somebody but, does, like let Christian them do McCaffrey, it. Dalvin Cook, like those are guys that they're going to be at the top end of your draft moving forward. Now, Derrick Henry, who according to Fantasy Pros was like the nineteenth running back taken off the board. Should probably be a first round pick next season he's based also, on what he's done. He's been yeah. absolutely remarkable. Like he I saw somewhere on Twitter today, his last his last sixteen regular season games, he's got seventeen hundred rushing yards and twenty touchdowns. He's been absolutely fantastic. He looks like he's impossible to tackle. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, so he might not even play for the Titans next year. Yeah. And he might be playing for that contract. So that's something to be kind of uh, you know, cautious about so, as well. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm more interested in the young guys that I'm going to be able to find value in because you want to get those guys in the right year. Mm-hmm. And guys who tend to peak usually only go backwards. And so I will, unless I have the number one overall pick, like if I have the number one overall pick, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Finally but came around. Though. I'm not as interested in Leonard Fournette at number five or, or something Le'Veon like that. Or Le'Veon Bell anymore. Yeah, like Le'Veon like Bell that. is not a first-round pick anymore. Um, and if you, you want to know Alvin how- Kamara, for me, next season, he's had yeah. the, he's had a bad year. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that was without Drew Brees. He's had injuries himself. I'm still willing to, to bet on Alvin Kamara. Like, I would still take Alvin Kamara in the first round. He's not a guaranteed top-five pick anymore. Yeah. He's, but he's a, he's a mid-to-late first-round pick. And he's going to play in a dome nine times guaranteed a year. Which is also nice. Yeah. But like, but going into next season, I'm looking at the value guys that I would rather focus on. The guys that I would rather take in the second round, third round. Like going into my fantasy draft this year, I knew I was taking Dalvin Cook in the second round no matter what. If Dalvin Cook was available in the second round, I was taking him without thinking about it. Because yeah. Dalvin Cook, you know, his rookie season, he tore his ACL. But before that... He was absolutely destroying. Last season, when he was healthy, he was effective, but he had a hamstring injury that cost him a bunch of games, and he never looked quite right. But when he did last season, he looked like a super explosive player. Right. I knew the talent was always there with Dalvin Cook. Now it would appear that I hit on him this season. He's obviously he's been the number two running back in fantasy football but behind Christian McCaffrey. So the guys that I want to be my Dalvin Cook next year, I think you're looking at a Devin Singletary. I think you're looking at 
a Miles Sanders as guys that I would take in like the third or fourth round because they're going to be available there. Mm-hmm. And I think those guys could be my Dalvin Cook next season because those guys have a ton of potential. Now, David Montgomery, I'm a little bit more worried about. I yeah. would not take David Montgomery high next season. Where do you take Josh Jacobs? He's got to be tremendously high. See, right? he's a guy. He's a guy that I would I would like to have him on my team, but I don't know that I'm going to have the value in Josh Jacobs because I think Josh Jacobs, the way he's flashed as a rookie, and the way they're going to utilize him as a clear cut bell cow next season, I would imagine that he's just going to get more passing game work next yeah. season and stuff like that. I think he's he's a fringe first round pick probably for some people for sure second round. Pick. That's what I'm saying. I think he's in that like when you're doing your snake draft, he's in that come around the backside of the second to mid-round where you could either, you know, you could pick him up and I think he could be a, a valuable asset. Yeah. And, I mean, is Nick Chubb still there too or is he moving up? I think Nick Chubb is probably a first-round pick. Yeah. I, I think Nick Chubb is where he was being drafted this season. Okay. Um, and, and I think Nick Chubb should be talked about more because I think he's been absolutely fantastic all season long. He's just on a bad team. He's on a bad offense. And now they've got Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt, is a guy who's likely going to be a free agent this season. Yeah. Um, he is a restricted free agent. So what that means is he can test the free agent market. He can get an offer from a team. And then the Browns will have the opportunity to 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 give him the same offer. And they yeah. can they can they can, they keep can basically him as say yes or no. Yeah, they they can match his offer. Yeah. Sure. Um I don't think that, that makes any sense. If no. Cleveland does that, I think they're they're idiots because you still have Nick Chubb on his rookie deal, and he's yeah. only headed into year three after this season. Obviously, he's a talented player. You got what you needed from Kareem Hunt, but you didn't make the playoffs, so it was kind of, it was kind of a wasted move. But Kareem Hunt, obviously, still a very good running back. Now, depending on where he goes, actually, I don't even know if it really matters where he goes. I still think Kareem Hunt is a top-five running back that you're probably going to be able to get in the third or fourth round next year. I'd be willing... So, like, Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, those are guys that I I will all be targeting heavily next season, barring some type of catastrophic You're talking about, like, for, like, second-round guys, season. though, right? I'm talking about, like, value guys that I think I can get in the third or fourth round. Right. I think I could get all of those guys in the third or fourth round. I got, I think Marlon Mack was a fourth-round pick for me this season in multiple fantasy leagues. And a lot of that, with Marlon Mack, he fell a little bit because Andrew Luck retired. People are like, oh, the Colts aren't a Super Bowl contender anymore. But I thought it was crazy because I was – Colts still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They're still going to run the hell out of the ball. Why wouldn't I want Marlon Mack on my team? Like, he was an easy fourth-round pick for me. I think there's going to be question marks like that with a Miles Sanders, with a Devin Singletary because of how – you know, I know the Bills are really good this season. Yeah. But the Bills are one of those teams that, yeah, they're a playoff team this year. Once things get a little tougher next season after right. a playoff berth, I don't expect them to be a postseason team. Yeah, and also like the other thing that I like I want to bring up is is uh, guys like Mark Ingram that seem to like never age but seem to be in good offenses. You can get yeah. value from in those rounds too that people will always forget about because again, like when every fantasy draft starts, the top five guys are what's talked about. And depending on what leagues you're in, PPR, people will tend to just start firing away at receivers, and that's where you get these guys. That's where these guys literally fall into your lap. The Mark Ingrams, the like what he said, the Devin Singletaries that people forget about because when they think of Buffalo, you think of, oh, Josh Allen. That's the only guy you get from Buffalo. Other guys, too, are like, I would say, the, the San Francisco running backs. I don't think a lot of people are high on Tevin Coleman. 
I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, ah, you know, new offensive system, and now you're seeing what they're doing. But when it comes back to the new season, people will forget about what the what the 49ers yeah. did with their backfield. Oh, and they'll just look at and there's value ra- there, they'll just Kittle. look at rankings and stuff like that. Like I think the 49ers are set up to be a good team for the next, Boy. you know, for How the next pe- like three to four years at least. I think the 49ers can be one of those top teams in the NFC. How many people are going to sneak Debo Samuel in the third um, round next year? Yeah, Debo yeah. Samuel is one of those. Like he looks like he is a very very talented player. <laughs> yeah. Um, I and really this rookie draft class, yes, and, like, or for wide receivers has been really good. It like, has been like Terry. I love Terry McLaurin. Um, with Terry. him, like he's a guy that you're going to be able to get even later than that yeah. because of his situation there, and his situation doesn't appear to be getting any better. And also look at his situation; it's his college quarterback. But so the the main focus of this really is guys that maybe you picked up on the waiver wire this year, or guys that you got at a significant discount yeah. that you won't be able to get at that type of insane discount next season, but they're still talented enough that you can get them in the mid-rounds and they can wind up being, like, league winners for you. And that tends, at least my approach to the entire thing, like, you know, a a lot of guys, you know, they find value in taking a Julian Edelman in the sixth round or seventh round because he's consistent. He's going to get you, like, ten points a week. You know you can always rely on him. I steer clear of Julian Edelman. I never draft Julian Edelman anywhere because Julian Edelman, yes, he might be safe, but Julian Edelman's also not going to win you anything. He's always hurt. He's not going to win you a goddamn thing. No. Because he's he's consistent, but he's not explosive. I want the guys that have a chance to be consistent as well as have 30-point receiving games. Like, yeah. you know, like DJ Chark is a guy that, man, I'm going to have high hopes for him next season. I know he's had back-to-back down games now, and he's in Jacksonville, situation. and you don't really know – that you can rely on what the hell's going on in Jacksonville. And, you know, maybe DJ Chark is Allen Robinson, who had a 1,400-yard season, 14 touchdowns, and then hasn't produced even close to that ever since. Yeah. But I tend to buy into the talent of DJ Chark. I think he's a really, really talented player. Uh, a guy that I'm going to target heavy, heavy next season that I can think I, guess? I can probably get in the fifth round, I'd be willing to bet. Cortland Sutton. I knew you were going to say that. Cortland Sutton's a number one wide receiver. Like, DJ Chark, I believe DJ Chark is a number one wide receiver. I think Cortland Sutton has legitimate top five wide receiver potential. Like, he is that talented. He is a big-bodied wide receiver who can go up, get the football. He's also got absurd speed for someone his size. My God. And hands. Like, he is putting it all together this season. Like, think... DeAndre Hopkins, before DeAndre Hopkins even had Deshaun Watson, and he's got all these jokers as his quarterbacks, and he's still putting up insane numbers every season. Like, Cortland Sutton is proving it doesn't matter who the hell's throwing the football. Drew Locke, uh, whatever the hell that other guy's name was. Larry Allen. Larry Allen. I don't know. Barry Allen, the Flash. Sean Allen. Yeah. Shazam. It doesn't matter. Cortland Sutton's a star. And... People are going to discount Cortland Sutton, despite the fact that he's having an incredible season this year. Yeah, People who get caught up with what guys have done in the past will always get caught up on that. And yep. they will always draft that way. And you can always tell who those guys are in your fantasy league. Oh, yeah, because they always finish always, in the bottom tier. Yes, they're always going to take the guys on past production compared to taking the guys who are up-and-comers because they don't pay close enough attention to this stuff. Like. Yep. 
Julio Jones, still a very, very talented player. Yes, I'm still willing to take Julio Jones very high in my draft. But where's he at during your playoff weeks? But yeah, Julio Jones, he's still great. He's been super. He's been consistent this year. He's had some down games. He's still not scoring touchdowns, but he's never really been great at that throughout his entire career. Yeah, like I would rather take a chance at an up and coming young player who looks like he is a bona fide like a, star, like a Cal Ridley, than then go after somebody who's on the downturn of their career. And that's what you do in this league, and that's why like the gamble always pays off when people are like, "How the hell?" Because you go in the first round and you get your lock, like you get your guy. But where you win your leagues, like we've said numerous times is in the second third and fourth round where you go get those guys that everybody passed on because all those other guys took like you said took julio jones took julian edelman took odell beckham by the way odell beckham 10 games out of 12 he hasn't had 100 yards so guys that we're talking about we're talking about you that took odell beckham like sixth or seventh overall because you're stuck to odell beckham when it was 2012 not 2019 and unfortunately Football just ages quick, man. So, like, when you look at it and you got guys like Cal Ridley on the board in the second round, and yet there's guys like, I don't know, maybe Julio Jones is there in this. I don't think he would be, but, like, maybe guys like that are there. Take Cal Ridley because the gamble is way more worth it there because they're going to get used more. And, again, it goes back to volume. Well, and she, I would. I want Calvin Ridley on my team next year for sure. Yeah. And since they traded Mohamed Sanu, since Austin Hooper went down, Calvin Ridley's been very productive. Sure. Looks very good. Looks looks like he might be turning a corner right now from because he'd be in year three uh, from a boomer bust guy who could really turn the corner into being like a star caliber player, but I'm not taking him in the second round if he's available. Oh, he would be available in the second round, like I'm late not second round. Let's say you the have the last round. pick in the second round, you pick first no. overall. If and you he's come back available around. in the fourth round, I might consider I think he taking would be. him. I, don't I think, think he, would he will. I, I think that. Julio still being there is going to heavily affect where Calvin Ridley goes next season. Yeah. I, I can't imagine someone taking him in the second round. But like a a Debo Samuel, yeah. like you're going to be able to get Debo Samuel in probably like the sixth or seventh round next season. And this is going to fit to your homerisms of KC guys. McCole Hardman's going to be a guy that you could get in the fourth or fifth round next year yeah. when they don't have Sammy Watkins, and it's all going to be like another Travis Kelsey yeah. will then be 31, and Tyree Kill be in year four or five. Yeah, McCole Hardman's a guy that you can get for value in the fourth or fifth round. And I round. think somebody's going to take him way too early. Well, um, yeah, because of the Kansas City narrative. But, yeah. like, A.J. Brown is oh, a guy yeah. I'm heavily going to target next season. A.J. Brown yep. looks like he has the potential to be an absolute star. Like, As- like So I think... DK Metcalf is a guy a ton of people are going to be targeting next season. I would rather have A.J. Brown than DK Metcalf on my fantasy team. Would you rather have this Slayton kid out of New York over DK? Because that kid's getting a lot of volume Uh, in his rookie season, and guess who he's doing it with? His quarterback of the future. And I don't know what Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate do next year. Yeah. Now, granted, they're doing this without Ingram. But, so, I don't think that you... I don't think that you would have to. I think Darius Slayton's a guy that he's a six or he's flashing guy. the potential, but he's you know a a fifth round pick. Sure, like he's not a guy that that's fair. Well, I think he's talented. He's a guy I would love to have on my team next year. I think you can get him even later than that. Like I, I think he's going to ha- be a guy that'll fall because it's the Giants sure. and because he's not like a high end pick. But I think he's a very talented player that I would definitely want on my fantasy team next year because yeah. I think he's got a high upside. Um, a guy that I think you could get. Super late, like we're talking 10th round and below, in my opinion, Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson's a very talented player 
There is no better organization in football than the Pittsburgh Steelers at drafting and cultivating wide receivers For sure. and doing it in it with mid-round players. Like they just do it over and over and over again. Like James Washington had a couple nice games back to back. I think James Washington, a nice NFL player. James Washington has not rounded into like a number one overall caliber type of wide receiver. No. Deontay Johnson's shown me enough in his rookie season, and I, I was really, really high on him when the Steelers drafted him. I took him in both dynasty leagues that I'm in because mm-hmm. I, I love his skill set. With Big Ben back next season, and I know Big Ben's production has slid off a little bit, but Big Ben's still better than what they have. Right. I'm willing to bet Deontay Johnson is a significant, significant player in fantasy football next season. No, I'm with it. I think I think Juju's still great, but Juju is great when other people around him are great, and I think Deontay Johnson's going to be a really, really good player. No, because he's perfect for what Pittsburgh likes to do, and don't think that Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to give it one more hurrah when he comes back from Tommy John surgery. And Ben Roethlisberger likes to throw the ball, and Deontay Johnson is exactly what they like. Big, tall, strong hands, goes out there and gets it. All right, so... That took a little longer than we planned on. It was a good conversation. I love talking about. I love looking forward to Futures, the future. Man, remember this football. episode next year. So, but Flag uh, it. run through some quick waiver wire ads this week. Uh, Raheem Mostert. I know Dusty's got some thoughts on Raheem yeah. Mostert and this uh, his awesome game that he had this past. He had weekend. a great game this week. He had a late touchdown last week. It appears that Tevin Coleman just can't get the ankle right. Um, not Tevin Coleman. I just mess. Yeah. Seems that Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida just can't seem to stay healthy, and it turns out that Raheem Mostert just seems to be the guy that just isn't getting hurt, so he may not be the better one. In fact, he's not the better running back of the trio. He's just the one that's not getting hurt, and by God, he has got a nose for the end zone, and he continuously scores touchdowns. So, like, for instance, if you're in the playoffs this week, I'm sorry, I talked about last week when my guy Serta was out for vacation, but, like, the thing is, you can't miss in fantasy football this week. Like, you can't play the guy, and I said this last week, yes, DeAndre Hopkins is a great receiver, but you have to look at matchups, and Raheem Mostert, when you look at his matchups, you got to look where they land, and he doesn't me- seem to care about matchups because he just seems to keep scoring touchdowns. So uh, I'm a big Raheem Mostert guy. They do have the New Orleans Saints this week, which yeah. is a pretty brutal matchup. But It is. Uh, then they've got uh, Atlanta and then the Rams. So, which, so, like, Atlanta, favorable matchup. Rams, pretty tough matchup. They've been pretty good against the run. New Orleans has been a top-five run defense all season. But it does seem like, you know, the, the 49ers running game, like, if I was going to bet on any running game to have one of those weird anomaly games against a really, really good team it's them. where they – produce above what their expectation would be comparative to what the defense does on a weekly basis, I would think that it would be the 49ers. So I think you definitely need to add Raheem Mostert. I'm not saying he's a must-start, but clearly Tevin Coleman, he he out-touched Tevin Coleman by by a a significant amount this week. Like, Tevin Coleman, something's not right there. He's just been bad. So I would imagine Raheem Mostert is going to get a ton of work against the Saints. Even in a tough match. And like you said, it might be a tough matchup, but look at where the volume is. They're just going to run the ball. That's what they're going to do, and they're going to use their backs and pass formation. And so Jonathan Williams of the Indianapolis Colts. Your guy. He uh, you know, he looked like a bell cow. I picked him up in a couple of leagues, was able to play him uh, two weeks ago. He was great. Uh, he wasn't really great. He just yeah. got a ton of carries and yeah. got wound up with over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but then this past week, 
was not so good. Uh, Neheim <laughs> Hines wound up getting a touchdown. Started him. Even uh, though I didn't Jor- need to. Jordan Wilkins was more involved. He got carries and was uh, was more productive than Hines Williams. is their guy, man. Um, they haven't ruled out Marlon Mack yet, I don't believe, which they've done that the past two weeks. They've ruled him out super early in On the week. On Monday last week. Yeah, so... So keep an eye out for that. I mean, it would be ideal if Marlon Mack just comes back. Perfect for uh, everybody. Because it would, it, would, it would make it so you, you actually know what's going on. You know, If Hines is available, I think you can probably pick him up if you didn't get Williams. Uh, I'm not saying you should go out and add Jordan Wilkins based on the work. Uh, even though like a couple weeks ago I was in favor of Wilkins over Williams, but it just didn't work out that way. Uh, they do have uh, a brutal, brutal playoff stretch, though. Tampa Bay... Been one of the better run defenses all season in football against and then against New Orleans, which again, top five run defense in the NFL all yeah. year. They've shut down everybody. But then they have the Carolina Panthers, which mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers over the last five to six weeks have been the worst run defense in the NFL. Garbage. So that's a super favorable matchup. So I mean, if you can afford to buy time over the next couple of weeks, like if you're not a Marlon Mack owner and you just want to add one of these guys to put on your bench just in case Marlon Mack doesn't come back. They could be viable in, like, your championship week if you're if you're dealing with something. So I know we got to get through these, but, like, real quick, where are you with uh, with uh, Deon, or, uh, the kid from uh, Kansas City? I just lost his name. I wanted to say <laughs> Dar- Deontay. Darwin Thompson? I wanted to say Deontay Johnson and Daryl Williams, but, yeah. Um, so Andy Reid did, uh, didn't really say much about Daryl Williams today, but he uh, did kind of make it sound like there was no chance he would play this week against New England. Um, I would add Darwin Thompson. Yeah, I, I would. I would add him. Tough matchup. It's it's a tough matchup. Patriots have been one of the best run defenses in the NFL all year. And then you get the Broncos, it's, and then you get the well, Bears. Well, so okay. So I, I I was thinking about this, and I was going to talk about it later in the week, but we'll just talk about it right now. Yeah. So the reason I really like Darwin Thompson, and he would be for for me like in my league where I have a first round buy. I would pick up Darwin Thompson this week, and I'm last in the waiver order, and I'm hoping that he'll fall through the cracks, and I'm going to pick him up. My angle on this, especially one, I, I have a, I have a buy, so I don't have to deal with playing him against the Patriots. Right. I hope that Damian Williams, I hope that he gets healthy, but I hope that he's not you, healthy though? enough to play this week. So Darwin Thompson gets that opportunity. Yeah. So. My angle here, the last two times the Chiefs have played the Patriots, I guess not including the AFC Championship game, but regular season games where they have played the New England Patriots, Andy Reid has exploited the hell out of Belichick with pass-catching running backs coming out of the backfield. Granted, that was Kareem Hunt. I'm not saying Darwin Thompson is Kareem Hunt, but Darwin Thompson is a very capable pass-catching running back. I know that his his pass-blocking is what's kept him off the field this season, but that, we talked about it today, uh, me and Binkley, that drive against the Raiders was the most enjoyable drive of the game for me, watching Darwin Thompson just pick up chunk yard plays, look super strong, super hard to tackle, and super explosive. Right. Like, that, the Chiefs have not had that all season long from their running backs. And so... That would be my angle going against the Patriots. I think that there is an angle there to exploit with Darwin Thompson if they confirm, you know, later on in the week 
that Damian Williams isn't going to play. It's going to be LaShawn McCoy, and it's going to be Darwin Thompson. I would play Darwin Thompson over LaShawn McCoy specifically because of that. Yeah, because of the volume, man. Like, McCoy, like, Reed just keeps, like, saying this. Like, he keeps throwing out McCoy's age and, like, like how much they're going to load oh, management him. But, like, when you saw Darwin Thompson in the game, it was 11 for 44 Hard-earned yards, and he got the score. It's strictly because of his pass-catching ability, but also because there's just not film on him. No. Like, there's just not... It's hard to go up against guys and understand how guys play when all the film they're going to have on him basically is that one drive against the Raiders and then a handful of snaps from the preseason. Yeah. So I, I would actually... I would love Darwin Thompson this week if I was if I was playing in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I, it's. I understand that it's a tough matchup, but is if it they though? if they can, well, yes. I mean, the Patriots have been great against the run all year. Yeah. It's a it's a tough matchup for sure. They got a little exposed but last night. That's what. But what sucks is if Damian Williams is healthy enough to play, I think that complete yeah completely it neutral, a piece of paper. Yeah, completely it neutralizes game. Darwin Thompson, so it could be a complete waste. Yeah, but in that particular situation, yes, I would play Darwin Thompson this week. Uh, another guy, Anthony Miller. He's really, balling, man. Yeah, had a good game on Thanksgiving. Uh, he's really, you know, I had high hopes for him. I drafted him in multiple leagues to start the season. Um, he was non-existent. He wasn't getting any snaps. I don't know what he did to Matt Nagy, but he's getting opportunities now, and he's producing, and he's producing. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson's still the number one wide receiver, but Anthony Miller looks like a solid number two option. He could be a guy. Uh, that you take a look at. He's got Dallas, Green Bay, and Kansas City over the next three weeks. Uh, you know, those are all kind of tough matchups, so he's not a guy that I would necessarily want to get in my lineup right away. But if you have issues, I think he's a guy that I would heavily talk And he's only rostered in 10% of leagues uh, in ESPN. Yes. Gardner Minshew, still he's back, heavily baby. available. Uh, Stash is back. Jags announced they are benching Nick Foles for the rest of the season. Oh Gardner God, Minshew is back. And Gardner Minshew was a serviceable fantasy quarterback when he had that run earlier this season. And he's got the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Falcons. All of those are decent quarterback matchups. When did Keith Olbermann turn into Colonel Sanders? Oh, I, is that a real look? I have not seen Keith <laughs> yeah. Olbermann in a while. I did, not know, I did not know that was the way he was going. I feel like he lives in uh, Kentucky now. So Gardner Minshew, if you've got uh, if you've got some brutal, brutal matchups headed into your fantasy playoffs, and there's some there's some out there. Um, I think Gardner Minshew is a guy that you might consider playing over a a struggling. Like I know Carson Wentz just had a good he had a good fantasy game yeah. against the Miami Dolphins. But Carson Wentz isn't really doing anything to make you believe that you could start him week in. Jacoby Brissett's another one. Jacoby Brissett, yeah, like those are guys. Jimmy G, maybe Tom Brady are guys. Yeah, are guys that maybe have helped you get here, but they've been up and down, and maybe have have limited uh, the ability of your fantasy team. Gardner Minshew might be a guy that you take a look at. Um, other than that, I mean, th- those would be my top waiver wire ads. Like Neheim Hines, I, I said I mentioned you could add. Patrick Laird, because uh, Kalen Balaj might be done for the season finally. Oh, uh, so, I mean, it's a starting running back on an NFL team. Who's their tight end that keeps know. catching touchdowns? Mike Jasicki. God, that's a great uh, last name. He might he he might be a guy that you take a look at uh, as long as long as Fitzmagic is the dude. I think that, I think could, that you could can give, give him a look. Fitzmagic could just give a shit for your first round pick. 
Ah, he doesn't care. No. He does not care. That's why I you love him. You picking up Andy Dalton? I love him. Yeah, like, he, he is going care. to go win games no matter what. Yeah. He doesn't give a damn hey, what Fitz, you think. Pump it down a little bit. Yes. He is fantastic. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever lived. You're fantastic, and thanks for coming back this week. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I had fun. That's right. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Steven Serta. Please download the Radio.com app. Like and subscribe to all of our podcasts, especially this one, because we want to keep doing it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t